All right, we have another episode of the Where I Grew Up To podcast, and we're going to be talking today about the situation that happened over in Minneapolis with uh, George Floyd on how there was excessive, very excessive police brutality by an individual that killed this poor man, and it's been video recorded and floating around the internet all over the place. I mean, it's, it's, you, you can't get away from it right now on Instagram. It's, it's basically everybody's reposting it. All the celebrities are reposting it. I mean, it's all over the place. I just basically want to give my take on this. It's a fucked up situation on what that officer did or what those officers did. I feel like it was a, a lack of professionalism on their half and their department. And I feel like I know that when you get put into a position like that and when you're part of the community and you don't know what to do except to record, I wish somebody did maybe. It's it's a tough call to step in and jump in and could have saved that man's life. It's a fucked up situation. And then you put yourself at jeopardy because you don't know what these officers are capable of. Now, because of this bad apple, People are quick to shame every single police officer in the United States. And for some reason, it always falls back down to LAPD. Always. I got to tell you, being in the streets every single day documenting what LAPD does in the more higher gang crime areas of downtown Los Angeles, when you exert that when you exert that energy over to an officer, yeah, they're going to exert that energy right back at you. But majority of the time, they they hold themselves to a high profession and, and, and a very high regard towards the community or to the suspect or to somebody that's being detained or arrested. This if and and this is what what's going on in over in Minneapolis is 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 pretty bad. And I believe that they my guess is going to be that. They will press charges on these officers with what's going on right now on. It seems like that there's some type of rioting going on over in the city of Minneapolis and the people are just taking it to the next level. And yeah, that, that can definitely make anyone angry. It could make it, it. I mean, everybody felt that it just, there's a, there's a right way to do things and there's a wrong way to do things. And we know that being destructive towards the community and then saying ignorant things of fuck every police officer. I mean, that's the wrong thing in doing that. There's ways to go about it. Showing your presence there. Yeah, okay, we, we can understand that. But going and, and start damaging the community and throwing bricks at police officers. That's not, I, I mean, I feel like that's like the the shitty thing to do. Yeah, you're upset, you're angry. But to pick up a brick and throw it at another officer's vehicle that most likely played by the rules... I think that's a fucked up part and nobody talks about that. Nobody looks at it outside of the box. Everybody wants to have a narrow vision and say, okay, because of this one, one, uh, this one bad apple officer that pressed his knee in this guy's throat and killed him, right? Every cop is fucking bad all around the world. This is what we have to go through. It's not right, man. I don't think it's right at all. You have to always, you have to do better. We can't, there's no such thing in living in a world without police. That's just what it is. That's the world that we live in. There's no such thing as living in a world without police. 
it's a job at the end of the day. And it's a job on being professional and a customer service to your community and to protect those that cannot protect themselves. That's the, that's the sole purpose of, of, of what the job is. And this goes for any line of work, whether you're an, whether you're an engineer, whether you're in politics, whether you're in the judicial system, whether you're a priest in a church, there's good and bad apples everywhere. You know, maybe this is a this is a calling card for many. I mean, when was the last time we heard something happen in Minneapolis? You, you get what I'm saying? Like, I I don't think it has a very high crime rate like it does in New York or Chicago or L.A. But because we saw this bad apple that lost his composure and had it out for this guy, now it affects every single other officer in the community and they got to restart all over again. I mean, that, that type of stress is fucked up. That's a fucked up kind of stress, in my personal opinion. It's a really fucked up kind of stress. I really think that people... People will move on from this, absolutely. They will definitely move on for this. You're going to get the uh, the fanatics that are going to keep on going. It's it's what it is. It's the world that we live in. We have the hardcore fanatics, and we got the people that are just going to move on because it's in the moment. There's a lot of people that are unemployed right now, and this is a thing to do. Seriously. It's a thing to do. So, I just... I I... I really hope that the, the proper charges are pressed against these officers. That's my opinion. I think that charges should be pressed for murder on these officers because it wasn't right. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of other officers that are on social media that agree that this was not professional, that this was out of line, and it's really shitty at the end of the day. It's real shitty. Well, I got to tell you about my journey. So far this past week, it's been intense. People, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of individuals that don't understand the type of photography that I do, and I feel that I get the most ignorant comments on my Instagram page, where I really sit there and I really focus on how to utilize my film camera. Right, I, I shoot a thirty-five millimeter Contax G two film camera with a 35 millimeter lens and a flash. I said to myself, I want to be able to use a 30 year old camera and utilize that in flash candid photography, but go in the path of visual journalism for LAPD. It's, it's not a saturated market. I, I really wanted to get into that because I like the look of it and I don't see that kind of thing when you... Tap on hashtag 35 millimeter. I don't see it at all. So I wanted to do something completely different. Yeah, I could do the cliche, go photo shoot gangsters and go photo shoot models and the, the cityscape. But I wanted, to, I, wanted to, I wanted to take a chance and do something and, and, and step out of bounds and, and really do something different. And, and that's basically what I'm doing. Have I perfected it? No. Do I see myself in growth? Yes. Do I get proper feedback? Absolutely. Do some officers disagree with what I do? Maybe. But there's majority of them that agree with what I do. 
I don't go there and I, I don't exert that energy that I'm anti-cop. But a lot of, I posted this on my story. I'm anti-bad cop. I'm pro-good cop. Pro-good cop. And I'll tell you, I've been out 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m. in the morning in the gritty parts of downtown Los Angeles with my camera loaded with my Portra 435 millimeter film photo shooting officers the best chance that I can get. Now, I still got to play by the rules. I can't just park in a red zone and jump out the car and get the photo. Like, I got to play by the fucking rules. That's just what it is. I got to find parking. I got to jump out the car and I got to run over to that location. And I'm huffing and puffing and I'm over here shooting the photos. And majority of the time, depending on what department it is, a lot of officers know what I do. I don't stand there with a video camera. (laughs) It's not my thing. I'm not on scene TV standing there with a video camera. I'm over here with a 30-year-old film camera, photo shooting, flash candid photography of LAPD officers in action. I I just really wanted to get a certain vibe from it, and it's something that I'm into artistically. And I know people aren't hitting me up in the DMs, blowing me up and asking me, hey, how much does a print go for? How much? It's just, there's a big, there's a reason why I'm doing this. I, I feel like there's a bigger picture to it. It's a stamp in history. That's what it is. And I feel like after I'm done with this project, I'm going to put a book together. And then after I put this book together, I want to have a gallery showing. It's a stamp in time in 2020. I mean, we're in a whole new decade, 2020. We're 10 years, 20 years, 30 years from now. We're going to be like, what was policing like in 2020? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm out here really attempting to document that and to put that out there for the future generation. And again, I have officers that really support what I do. Really support what I do and the vision that I'm taking. And I hope one day I can get approved by a supervisor where I can actually go on a ride along. And maybe this might turn into something. I mean, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out (laughs) best angles and best ways to capture these images in time because... Once these things happen in front of us, we're never going to be able to see that ever again. Time flies. We're only here for a short period of time. So I feel like having some type of documentation towards that will last long. And I feel that it shows both sides of the community. Officers that grew up in the community, officers that are serving the community. Maybe it was a young teenager that made a bad mistake. It doesn't mean you got put in handcuffs that you're banned for the rest of your life no of course not you grow from that there's a lot of people that i know that have been put in handcuffs and they've grown from that i mean i was a teenager i wasn't the greatest teenager on earth i used to go around and be completely ignorant because i didn't have any follow-through from adult super supervision on tell me what's right and wrong i just wanted to be the rebellious type so i can understand both sides of the playing field and I can understand that that can definitely help you grow in society. You know, we're not, we're not all born with silver spoons in our mouth. We're just not born that way. If we are, man, we are lucky. 
And sometimes the ones that are born that way don't understand what they really have and they still want more and more and more. I got to tell you, when I go through the MacArthur Park area in downtown Los Angeles and I see the people walking around, I look at each individual crossing the street on 6th and Alvarado, on 7th and Alvarado, on 8th and Alvarado. I'm like, what does this guy do for a living? What does this woman do for a living? Look at this little kid holding her father's hand crossing the street. Does she realize what's going on around her? No, they don't. Because their images only go so far into their innocent worlds of what they understand. Those are the communities that celebrities should focus on. Instead, what do they do? They focus on tragic moments like George Floyd and what's going on in Minneapolis, which is a tragic situation. But if you're not on that plane going over there and supporting the cause, what the fuck is your repost going to do on your Instagram story except for looking for clout, sitting at home in your fucking mansion, not doing shit? I see this all the time from basketball players, from rappers. It, it's, it's the guys that don't like to get dirty They want to sit at home and just repost the shit on the internet. I can't stand that shit. It's the same way when photographers go out and they go shoot all the light. Look, I don't want to have to, I I don't want to be that type to be a complete asshole and put down in what other people want to shoot as far as their artistic purposes because everyone's different. But I know that there are a lot of photographers that are scared to do what I would do. They're scared. I'm not kidding you. There's a lot of photographers out there, 35 millimeter, 120 millimeter, medium format photographers that just don't get what I do. They're scared by it. I say, hey, you down to go to downtown Los Angeles with me? We can go to go photo shoot gang members and cops. Do I the 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 ignorant response is I might get shot. (laughs) Okay. Well, all right. Uh, Have fun taking a picture of a mountain. It's just not my thing. I'm not into it. I don't, I don't feel that adrenaline rush. I just feel like there's a, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of souls in the city of angels, and it goes unnoticed. It seriously goes unnoticed. And it's sad because you'll get, you'll get a, a male and a female that grew up in a later generation that don't understand the community. When you say downtown Los Angeles to somebody that grew up in Orange County, Simi Valley, Santa Clarita, Temecula, Inland Empire. What is the first thing they think about? The safe zone areas, which is understandable. Fashion district, food places, overpriced tacos. And the only thing ghetto that they know about is Skid Row. That's it. It's Skid Row. They don't know what MacArthur Park is. I told them, yeah, I grew up in MacArthur Park. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Where? I, is that near fashion district? Like, man, like, you don't know. You're completely oblivious to what's going on in the city. So I feel like with my platform, I have to take a sacrifice into not posting what people want to see. I want to photo shoot the shit that I want to see. I don't want to photo shoot just to get thousands and thousands of likes because I shot a a cityscape or a lowrider. You get what I'm saying? Like, those are cool things and all, but nobody is really out there really documenting what's going on on the grittier side of L.A. There's nobody really doing it. If there is, there's somebody that can't speak up on it. It's somebody that grew up in a later generation in life and d- doesn't really understand. 
They're only going to follow the trend on what's playing on the internet. You know, I grew up in the generation where, I don't know if this analogy is going to make any sense, but you play by your own rules. You listen to what you want to listen to. You don't always listen to what's playing on the radio. You pick and choose what you want to listen to, and then you want to put that on a cassette tape and reciprocate it to the people out there to have your have your vision and hearing skills on what you've what you've accompanied by that pick and choosing. So basically what I'm doing is with the visual arts, I'm pick and choosing what I want to photo shoot. And I'm a big fan of it. The only other person that has photo shoot basically what I'm carrying the torch for would have to be Joseph Rodriguez. I did my study about Joseph Rodriguez. He, I believe he, he must be in his 60s right now. But he grew up in, in New York, and he was a heroin addict, photographer. He photoshoot Spanish Harlem, and then he did a uh, documentation after the Rodney King riots over in Los Angeles. He had the privilege to go on a ride-along in 1994. Like, think about that. Put yourself back in the time capsule. You are doing a ride-along with Los Angeles Police Department after the Rodney King riots in 1994 to do visual journalism. He had complete full access to that. And I look at him like, wow, it's, this guy's awesome. Like the, 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 the shots that he gets are just so riveting that when I show officers Joseph Rodriguez's work, they're like, this is, this is incredible. And I, I really wish he, he, I keep on hitting him up on Instagram. I'm like, Joseph, you have to put out a book on your LAPD work. And he goes, yeah, one day he's going to put that out. I'm still managed to get a ride along with officers so I can get the in-depth view of shooting LAPD and what they go through on a day-to-day basis. On the grittier part on what they go through on a day-to-day basis. So I can have those images and I can share them with the world on what they go through. Dude, that job ain't easy. It's a fucked up job. Because and, and the reason why I say this is because Again, I put myself in that position to go out there to go photo shoot the officers out there. So basically, I'm working an eight-hour shift with them. If you really think about it, but I'm not getting paid for it. I'm just doing this because I want to do this. So think about it. I'm over here driving around the city on a scanner looking for crime in the city. Sometimes there's no crime, and it baffles me. I get, I get baffled by it. I'm like... I'm literally driving in the grittier part of Los Angeles and there's like ups and downs. Some days it's crime back to back to back and then some other days it's just quiet. You'll get like traffic stops here or there, maybe a domestic violence call. But I want to basically show and be in the back seat with a wide angle lens and photo shoot LAPD on 35 millimeter and possibly put some light into that and show it to the media. Because I'm, I'm a complete outsider towards Los Angeles Police Department, but I, I support what good cops do. And I want to be able to get that path and be in the back seat and photo shoot. Like, oh my God, I could sit there and talk to my grandkids and just tell these stories. Instead, I'm doing it on the sideline. I'm actually chasing after it. I'm chasing after it. And... A lot, a lot of LAPD officers are, very, are noticing what I'm doing and the word is spreading around. 
and they support in what I'm doing, what I'm doing. And they're trying to find a way that's possible for me to go and, um, to do it the, the, the correct way, you know, with approval. I even told another officer, I was like, I'll put my hand on the Bible. You can run a background check, <laughs> everything. <laughs> it's just something that I want to accomplish and finish, but I, I don't want to do it from a distance. I want to get up close. And I know now that I have to take more chances in getting up close because I know a lot of the, the, the photos. When I first started photo shooting LAPD, I used a telescopic lens, right? It was a zoom lens. And then I said, damn, you know, like zoom lenses on film cameras don't really look good. So I said, all right, I'm going to go with a 35 millimeter lens. It gives you more. It gets you a little bit closer, but you got to walk up close. Then one of my other photographer friends says, you should get a 28 millimeter. I said, are you kidding me? A 28 millimeter? Like I got to be so close to the, like if you walk up close to another individual with a 28 millimeter, it's going to look beautiful. Like the pictures are going to look intense. Like you got to walk up close. I notice now that most, the like I know that I'm not going to get arrested or tackled down or shot by an officer if I get up close. The most that they're going to tell me is, excuse me, sir, we're running an investigation here. You'd have to stay away. That's the most that they're going to tell me. And I respond back to the officer. I said, okay, can I cross this path? Or do you want me to go around? No, go ahead and cross. And right when I'm crossing, <laughs> and it's a lot of the cops that don't know what I do because again, they're assuming negative intent thinking that I'm anti-cop because they deal with that shit on a day-to-day basis, which I'm one of the only ones that's not anti-cop. I'm doing it for other reasons, for more positive reasons. So once they understand that, they're like, all right. <laughs> so if I can get an approval one day to ride in the back street, uh, uh, not the back street, excuse me, the back seat of a, of, of a gang unit, oh my God, like I'll work the graveyard ship. I don't, when I say work, not to get paid, but just to document. And there's quite a few officers that definitely support and is definitely support that. God, I mean, I think it's just so cool because it's a part of, it's a part of LA history, man. Like what would LA be without gangs? What would LA be without LAPD? What would LA be without homeless? What would LA be without the bougie? Do you, and I ask people, do you know what it means when you say Los Angeles? Do you know what Los Angeles, the definition of Los Angeles is? Lost angels. That's what Los Angeles is. We're the city of lost angels. Some people don't understand that. They just come to LA. Oh my God, the weather's great. Like, I love the weather here. I'm just going to go to the beach every day in Malibu. Yeah, that's cool. I'll, I'll enjoy that after I've accomplished what I did with my project. But it's just unfinished work. And right after I get off this podcast, exactly what I'm going to do is go back in my car and go into the streets and go document and timestamp every photo that I take. Again, some people don't get it. It's understandable. Not everybody's going to understand it. I look at it like Baskin-Robbins ice cream, right? Not everybody's going to choose chocolate and vanilla or s'mores or everybody's going to have a different flavor. There's different strokes for different folks. Some people just won't understand. They'll look at my photos and they just won't get it. 
Like I had a girl this morning says, why do you keep on posting these? Like she doesn't get the art value or the documentation on it. And it's understandable because if you go look at what she follows, she follows makeup tutorials, eyelash tutorials. Oh my God, I need to get a lift on my upper forehead skin. They don't, they, they don't understand the artistic purposes of it. But I want to put this out there for the people that are from the community and the hardworking, great professional officers that are out there doing something that is their job and their passion and they love doing that and they want to get there's nobody out there that's really putting that limelight on them and i feel like it's fucked up because i feel like once you start spreading more positivity it's a domino effect when you start spreading more positivity and hard work from what other people do people are going to magnet uh, uh, magnate towards that and i feel like it's a great i feel like that's a i feel like it's a great thing I said this before. I said one of the best feelings in the world is when you help someone and you get that goosebump feeling. Man, money can't buy that feeling. That goosebump feeling that you get on your back and your like it's just that it's an interesting feeling and I feel like that comes from the heart. It's something that the heart touches the soul which exerts into your skin. It's that goosebump feeling that when you help someone. Oh man, it's a it's a it's an amazing feeling. It's so easy to go into the negative path. It's so easy to be it's so easy to be disgusting and negative and hate because as human beings, we we consume that. The most challenging thing in the world is to do something positive and to exert positive energy within another human being. That is the most challenging thing ever. And I'm, I'm basically, for me, I'm a competitor. It's just in my blood. I love competition. When somebody says, no, you can't do that, watch, I'm going to do that. No, you can't take photos of LAPD. They won't allow you to do it. What are you kidding me? Okay, watch. I'm going to go take photos of LAPD. And I'm going to exert positive energy to it because people only exert the negative energy, the negative aspect of it. Everything's negative. Putting down... I block, I block that out of, my, out of my thing. It's not my thing. You know. Over one of the recent photos that I shot, right? It was a gang member in Hollywood that got detained most like i don't know if he apparently he got released so but he was just yelling and screaming at me telling me to take the photo of him so i took the photo of him <laughs> i i did i i shot the photo whether it was his permission or not i'm in the streets i'm on a sidewalk i can take your photo if i want to that's my first amendment right i'm not in your house taking a photo in your house i'm on a public street i do not need your per permission to take your photo Especially when LAPD is all around and they're doing their job to do their investigation. I'm there like a ninja shooting the photo and I'm out. I'm, no, I'm not there longer than maybe three to four minutes. Five minutes tops. I don't sit there and just... I don't sit there and do that. I get the angles that I want. I know what I'm looking for and I'm out. That's it. So this, this gang member that was yelling at me, right? I don't know. He was, he was definitely off of something because he was just going off. The next day, I guess, all these taggers that follow me on Instagram, these taggers, the people, the people that follow me on Instagram, some of the taggers and like so-called like fake gang members that follow me on Instagram, like they don't understand the art. They don't understand it. They just don't fucking get it. They only understand the negative. Hey, bro, I know that guy. Why don't you tag him in the photo? I do not need to tag this person in the photo. Like, you don't get it. Do you go see a newspaper article and they tag the person on that newspaper article? Fuck no, they don't. 
I don't got to tag shit. And then I had a family member contact me. You know, that's my brother and my brother's like going through some things. Isn't that, I, I would appreciate if you take down that photo. Mm. Thank you for your appreciation, but the photo stays up. Maybe your brother should have made proper choices in life. I mean, shit. Maybe he should have. That's not my problem because I took the photo. You're in a public street. Officers capture your photo every single minute of the hour. They have a camera that's on their chest and they're not going to turn that off for you. There's cameras all over every single parking lot. Every single parking lot you go to. That's why I say, man, if you're going to do a crime, I always say this. I say, look, it's kind of like if you have a great job, right? If if you're going to steal money from that job, make sure it's worth 20 years down the line, that that money that, it, that you're going to steal is worth it 20 years down the line because it's not worth getting fired over and it's not worth going to jail over. For what? Something stupid? Because let me tell you something. I look forward, I look forward to people creating these stupid crimes because I'm going to be right there with the camera and all you're going to hear is <laughs> and I'm going to post you on Instagram and this is not posting it as bringing someone down. This is posting it in like, hey, you made those choices. Hey, the cop's doing his job. <laughs> I'm just there to document on what's going on in the city in the current moment of 2020. We can't go back in time. We got to keep on looking forwards. It's like what Gary V said. Turning your head backwards really hurts sometimes. Let's look forward. Something in those lines, he said it. And I'm very looking forward to seeing what this is, what the outcome is going to be on this. I'm looking forward to it. I'm very looking forward to it. But again, the negative energy on my Instagram page, I completely, I have zero tolerance for it. And I just block them out. And I always tell people, I say, look, if you don't like something, why do you keep on going back to it? It's like, I honestly feel like, I honestly feel like I'm like that restaurant. I'm like that restaurant where people talk shit about, but they still keep on going to because they're so addicted to it. I've noticed that a lot lately. I've, I've, I've noticed that. It's like people will come to my Instagram page, talk shit. I block them really quick. So they don't even get the, they don't even get the, 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 the they don't even get the, the pleasure of another individual looking at their comment because I'm, I'm, I'm really quick with the block button. Unless I'm like somebody like Sean King or a big celebrity that I get 14,000 comments. I'm not big. I'm not big like that yet, yet. So I can, I can monetize my page because you're definitely not going to come on my Instagram page and talk shit and think that other people are going to look at it and think that I'm going to leave it there because I'm going to block you. And the fake pages that come on my page, oh, I block them quick. Especially when I get the pages with like other gang members' names and like tagger names. I'm like, I block that quick. I'm not, you're, you're on my page for all the wrong reasons. There's people on here that really like the documentation. There's people on here that like to know what camera I use. There's people on here to know what kind of film I use, the time of day. There's more to it. It's a sport. So, yeah. Let's go over to the questions now. So, I have a couple of questions from the community. So, we're going to go ahead and go through the questions. So, one of the questions is, what other divisions do you want to shoot? 
Uh, the other LAPD divisions that I really want to tap into is going to be Southwest, 77th Division, and Harbor Area. Oh, and Newton, and Newton also. The reason why I don't go to those divisions is because I don't know the area like I normally would, but I have to start making the attempt to go challenge myself to understand that area. I know that the streets go straight, left and right. It's not like, it's not like downtown LA where there's one-way streets. But I, I, I normally tackle North Hollywood, Hollywood Division, downtown LA, Pico Union, and Koreatown. And I kind of make a, a U-turn from there. And the reason why I do that is because it has such a, the, the buildings have such a history and aesthetic to it. Like there's a lot of Chicano culture in that area. And when you mix it in with policing, oh my God, it just, it's like something out of a movie that, I mean, how many times can you watch Training Day? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like there's just such a, there's a balance to it. It's like hip hop. You want dirty drums over a clean piano beat. So yeah, those are, those are the other departments that I definitely want to tackle is Newton, 77th Division. Harbor area, especially Harbor area. I feel like Harbor area goes very unnoticed and there's a lot of shit that goes down in the Harbor area and, uh, Southwest. Uh, I got another question over here. It says, uh, what's the craziest thing you've seen while taking pictures? What is the craziest thing I've seen by taking pictures? Um, what is the craziest thing that I seen? I would have to say the craziest thing that I've seen, and I haven't posted this up yet, is a drunk driver on Wilshire, and he ran into the rear of a bus. Check this out. He rear-ended a bus so hard because he was drunk, and on the back of the bus, it says, accidental insurance. <laughs> when I saw that, I literally parked my car a block away. I ran over there, and his family members were so disappointed because his family members were there and I was shooting the photos and his, and his like brother or his, I don't know, somebody, a family member was trying to attack me. And I'm like, bro, you need to back up. Like I'm shooting the photos over here because they're arresting this guy. I'm going to post the photos on the, on, on the, on my page. But that was probably the craziest thing that I seen. I got another question here. I'm a sport photographer for minor league baseball. Any tips on how to move from the field to the street? If you're a sport photographer, you have a zoom lens for sure. I know for a fact that you own a 70 to 200 millimeter 2.8 telescopic lens. You probably have more of an advantage than I do because I rented that lens. And let me tell you, I got some pretty cool photos, but when it comes to low light, mm, it's tough. It's tough taking night photography with a 70 to 200 millimeter 2.8 aperture. You got to get, I feel like if, if you want to shoot street photography, you got to throw a flash and 35 millimeter. There's just nothing better than 35 millimeter with a flash on a film camera in the streets of LA. Like there's nothing that can, look, I've shot with digital cameras and they're cool, but nothing gives more soul than a 35 millimeter camera in the gritty parts of Los Angeles. Let's see over here. What else do we got? Uh, what What's the division that What's the division that you see most busy? What's the division that I see that's busy the most is what you meant, right? I would have to say the, the division that I see that's busy is North Hollywood. My God, North Hollywood is back to back with drama. <laughs> and here's the thing. 
This is not taken away from any, any other division. It goes in waves. It seriously goes in waves. From what I've noticed for the past two months that I've been shooting LAPD, it definitely goes in waves. There's some nights Hollywood goes back to back. I feel like Hollywood has more of the, the traffic stops, like the crazy traffic stops and the crazy transient calls. Downtown LA has more of the, downtown LA and North Hollywood have more of the gangs from what I've seen so far. Because Hollywood, they clean the gangs up. You don't see gang members in Hollywood. Hell no. Unless it's somebody that's just, it's like traveling through and they get pulled over for a traffic stop and they get caught with some shit. So let's see. How do you know what stops are worth documenting? That's a good one. Okay, so here's the thing. How can I say this? It, it, I kind of just know. I kind of just know. I kind of just know, but then you don't know at the same time. That's the thing. You have to, you have, it's like flipping a coin or I want to say rolling the dice because you really don't know what's going to happen with that stuff. I can go, look, here's the thing. I'll give you a scenario. I can go to a traffic stop, right? Photo shoot it. They have the guy in handcuffs. Next thing you know, the guy in handcuffs just starts running or I don't know, maybe he pulls a gun out. You never know. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing. You just don't know. You just don't know. So, but I've, Coming to notice now that I don't really like photo shooting homeless. It's just not my thing. I don't, if I know it's a transient call, I know that there's a lot of transient calls. There's a lot of firework calls that people think it's gunshots. I hear it all the time on the scanner. And those are, those are ones that I don't want to go to. Like the mentally ill, it, it depends on what the scenario is. Like a mentally ill running around with a machete, as cynical as I sound, I definitely want to be there for that shoot. And I know that a lot of cops out there definitely want me to, would like me to document something like that. Even though I have to watch out for my safety as well, I would have to be a complete shinobi ninja doing that. Seriously. Let's see here. Okay, well, it looks like that's it with all the questions now. Do we have any more? Mm, let's see. We're looking over here. Some of these questions are so ignorant that, look, if it, I'm looking at the questions right now, and all the ignorant questions, they're just gonna get blocked. Like I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna block you on 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 Instagram. Mm, let's see. Somebody made a comment over here saying, "This ain't a question, but I think more pictures of straight up bicep women vendors would be dope as fuck." The person who asked that question, like, I got to say, your grammar is bad. I think you really got to focus on, on English one. Seriously. Like, some of these questions, it, it's just bad. And that's not even a question. That's, it, it's just a comment. Like, am I really going to go take pictures of a vendor? Why? Why am I going to go take pictures of a vendor? There's no reason for me to take pictures of a vendor. Leave that to LA Taco. If you guys don't know LA Taco, follow his Instagram page. He goes to different taco stands, different vendors, and buys tacos and documents that. That's his thing. So, um, okay, some of these, yeah, so I'm reading some of these questions and they just don't make any sense at all. Oh, this is a pretty good one. Somebody asked, how do you feel about just knowing you're the last person person people okay again this please take your time when writing these questions because they make no sense i'm gonna read it the way you just wrote it how do you feel just knowing you're the last person people see before they get 
put into booking. They probably think about it like, who is that taking picks? That makes no goddamn sense, whatever. But I think what you're trying to say, because I have to, I have to reread your question since the grammatical error is at 10. I think what you're saying is, how do you feel? I think what you're trying to say is, what do you think the people think about you taking pictures? I've said this before in the beginning of the podcast that if you're on public property and you're on the streets, your photo's being taken by a building, by an officer, by people with iPhones. I just have a cool camera and I'm taking your photo. And it's probably going to look a lot better. So make sure you smile or grin or show a sad face or cry however you want. Because you never know. That might be a celebrity one day and they might ask me for that photo and they'll say, I'll buy that photo for my album cover. You never know. All right. Okay, and we're going to ask one more one more question. What's the best beginner camera you'd recommend someone that wants to start capturing pictures similar to yours? Man, I would have to say you have to find a camera that best suits you. You have to find a camera that best ergonomically feels in your hand. If you want to do 35 millimeter, I highly recommend a Canon A1, Canon AE1, but you got to get a flash. That's the thing. You have to do it with flash. There's no way to get these, these kind of photos. There's a lot of people that send me, I've been noticing now the trend that there's a lot of my community and a lot of my supporters that really like what I do because I've kind of opened up that door, but they take pictures from way across the street. They can't, they don't get up close. I've noticed that a lot or they'll try to zoom in as much as they can, which is cool. They're, they're starting out. That's how I started out. Yep. And that's how it is. But anyways, you guys, thank you for tuning in to the podcast and listening to what I have to say. Much love and respect. I'm out.